Hi, I'm Jordan. And I'm Doyle. Uh, and today there's some things I've got to say about the myth of altruism. Um, and I know before everyone starts screaming and throwing you know, rocks and bottles and eggs at me about that, that there are people that are altruistic. Uh, I, I, want, I want to, to, to talk about that. I want to explain. Um, you know, we, we, in terms of altruism, you think in terms of someone that gives uh, freely or does freely or uh, it looks out for someone else at the expense of themselves. And, and, and while uh, it certainly uh, there are situations where that, that would be an applicable way to describe it, I want to talk about why, why people do what they do um, and, and then get a greater understanding of, of, uh, of altruism and, and, and quite, quite frankly, um, uh, maybe blow up the, uh, the, the phrase I started with, the myth of altruism. Maybe we discover it's not really a myth. Maybe it's a different definition than what we, we, we embrace or explain. Um, uh, case in point, why does a person do something charitable for someone else? Right? You know, they care about people. That's, 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 that's one reason. Um, and, and that's, that's great. Uh, that's, that's, that's why we want people to, to, to do for other people. And we want to do ourselves for other people is that it helps them. Um, and that is a benefit, but is that the only benefit? Um, you know, we've heard many, many times, uh, experts, behavior experts, even psych psychologists and psychiatrists to talk about that when you do something for someone else, you get something out of it. You get a, a psychological payback, uh, you know, for what you've done. And quite frankly, I think sometimes you get, you can potentially get addicted to that payback. And I think that's, that's not a bad thing. I'm not talking about it in, in, a, in a critical way, but it's, uh, I think when you see people that are, you know, heavily involved uh, in, in charities and, and doing for the, the, the needy or, or the, the, those that are, have difficult times or, you know, uh, where it's, there's a, a human need over there out there and, and people see it and they want to, to do they're, they've got good hearts or they wouldn't do it to begin with. So I think sure. that that part is, is part of the, the, the building of, of our definition or my definition of altruism. It's a good heart. If you're an evil person, you're not going to do something for someone else likely unless there's some motivation behind it. But then by um, definition, it's not it, altruistic. Well, that's sort of the dilemma, right? The paradox of the of the of altruism, in, in in my estimation, is it really altruistic if you get something from it? Well, my contention is you always get something from doing something for someone else. If you didn't, you likely wouldn't do it. Now, right. it may be as 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 simple as you feel good about yourself, or you feel good that you help someone else, um, and and not so much an ego thing. And, and and quite frankly, that's okay. That, that's that's great. And and I think that's what I think most people. Uh, think or feel when they when they talk about altruism, right? You do it because it helps, and you get something out of it too. And there are people that that, and, and there have been examples where people will do something uh, at great peril and expense to themselves for someone else. But you have to think in terms of what what are they getting out of that? Let, let's say someone that puts them, their own life in danger to help someone that's that's you know in danger or you know you know say um when uh, a child is drowning and someone you know goes and and, and plunges in head first clothes and shoes on trying to save that child without thinking because they want to save that child they didn't think about themselves um but th deep down it's because of who they are as a person right they 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 they're good uh, uh in in you know deep down 
Um, uh, but you know, that's it's really it's easy to see this truth or to see this uh, theory, shall we say? Because I won't call it a truth, because you know, uh, but in science, you have to prove every instance to to, to prove a theory and become law. Science isn't the arbiter of truth, law. though. That's an important thing to to make a distinction upon, and that deserves its own podcast. But uh, I'm not sure. trying to disclaim science. I'm just saying science is not the arbiter of truth. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, I was just making a distinction so that someone wasn't wouldn't think that that I'm trying to put myself forward as being able a to source speak, of truth. Uh, sure, right. Yeah, no, um, I agree. But but on simpler things, you know, uh, you know, why would why would someone share a piece of candy with someone nearby? Right, it's not a big deal, a small deal, but it's still a deal, right? right. It's, it's, you feel good, you know. And why do you say hey, hi, with someone you don't know, a stranger? Why do you wave? Um, it's because it makes you feel good, and, and hopefully, it makes the other person feel good too. I mean, that's sort of the, the thought. It's it's more about what and who you are uh, uh, sometimes on the small, simple things than what that other person is. It's easy to see in, in the significant things like someone drowning. If if, if my child were drowning, uh, I wouldn't give it a second thought to try to help that child, or even probably some other child, but especially if it were my child uh, or, or loved one or family member. You do, you do without regard for your own safety, trying to, to help save the other person. Um, but on the small things that, that we encounter on a daily basis, um, you know, and so this is, I think, can, can be seen as a, as, a simple, uh, as a simple psychological uh, um, scenario, situation. I'm, I'm trying to avoid, you know, calling it a principle, but, but potentially a principle where uh, people are motivated to do things because they get something out of it. Right? We we tell jokes because we like to laugh, right? Or we like to make other people laugh, right? Yeah. And we get something out of that. But but it's it's okay for both both parties in, in an interaction like that to get something out of it. Um, and then we start t- taking that and extrapolating out into into more significant and, and, and more serious types of 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 day to day. Why does someone do the work that they do? Their, their profession. Why did they choose that profession? Now, there's a million reasons, but but some uh, want to do something that's meaningful. What does that mean, right? Oh, they want a big paycheck. That's meaningful. That's not the only thing that's meaningful. Some <clears throat> sometimes that meaningfulness can be to make a difference in the world. Um, sometimes now this is where it can get a little less so uh, uh, and, and deviates from the altru- altruistic. But then again, uh, it, it does explain people doing something because they get something out of it. What if they do something negative? Right? What if someone goes and stirs up trouble, you know, amongst people, or you know, is is uh, a, a, an agitator? Right? That they get something out of it, and and so there's that that motive there. If the, even if the motive isn't seen to be positive, so uh, I contend that everything that we do, everything that humans do, from the things that we say, from the foods that we eat, from the places that we go, the way we spend our casual. Uh, uh, time, our serious time, we don't do anything unless we get something out of it. Now, prove me wrong. I borrow something from from Stephen Crowder, right? <laughs> he said so, he makes this statement. But help me understand from your perspective if you see that, or if you have something to add, or or to refute, or or uh, to critique it. I do have one critique or refutation of, especially what you said here right at the end, um, where we don't do something unless we get something out of it. I don't think that's precisely true. Now, maybe it's mostly true or, or somewhat. I don't like the word somewhat true. It may, it may hold true in some instances. Um, 
we do things that we perceive we get something from, right? That's a big difference. And fair point. Yeah, this, fair point. This is an important part of life that I think is criminally under uh, appreciated and under focused on, which is the distinction between reality and truth and the the facts of what something is and the perception of that reality and truth and what those facts are. This is a huge tenet of stoicism that, you know, you have to look at reality based on just what's in front of you, not what you think about what that means, not about what that implies. None of that. You have to let all of that go. This is something that I try to take on very seriously, and it's very hard for me. It is extremely difficult for me to do this because it is absolutely not in my nature. I don't think it's in many humans' nature, but it's certainly not in mine. And I think that um, making that distinction between the perception of what's happening and knowing what's happening is a critically important element into discerning well particularly this topic at hand about altruism but any topic about anything is that's the only way that you're going to make sure that you're on the path toward where you're trying to go with anything you're doing or any you know any way that you're spending your time so um point being is that Yes, I think that people do things because they perceive they will get something out of it. Now, that perception could be subconscious perception. This is another thing that people don't acknowledge enough. I think they acknowledge it certainly more than the previous thing I was talking about, but not nearly enough, is that our subconscious drives a lot of our behavior in ways that I think most people aren't very comfortable with when they come and meet it face-to-face. That, you know... When I go to get something to eat, I reach for the tasty, bad-for-me stuff, right? That's pretty natural, right? And then, I mean, some people are pretty conscious of that, too. They still do it because, again, they perceive they're getting something out of it. And maybe they are for a short period of time, but the long-term ramifications are different. (coughs) But uh, my point being, though, is there's still a lot of things we do. For example, uh, this is a great one. There's no, well, uh, the big example is like when you drive home from work, right? How many times have you driven home from work? Lots, hundreds, thousands. And Mm -hmm. how many of those times did you remember the entire trip driving home? Like as soon as you got home, that you remembered everything about that trip? Probably very few. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I mean, unless there's like a wreck or something slowing you down or something just completely out of the normal, um, you almost never. And that's because your subconscious is driving these actions that you're doing. And we operate a high percentage of our life from the subconscious. So when someone says something like, you know, I, I, not when somebody says it, but when somebody characterizes an action as altruistic, probably not in themselves if they're using those terms. That's that's kind of conceited, I think, to use those terms for yourself. Um, but if they were to, to characterize somebody else's as altruistic, um, I think that they're greatly ignoring the subconsciously perceived benefits of that person doing it, which you've enumerated some of those, right? Feeling good about the situation, knowing that um, one of the things that you have as a goal for yourself in life is to help make an impact in other people's lives. That's not a negative that that's a goal. It's not a negative that you want to get that out of it. And I think this is starting to strike at the root of what I have a real issue with the idea of somebody trying to drive their life through altruism because it's, it's, it's a very subtle and sly mechanism to disclaim the the 
inherent operational parameter of humans to do what benefits them alone. And people want to get upset about that, and people want to say we should shun that part of humanity. But the reality of it is, is that we have built systems at this point, while not perfect, have leveraged that aspect of humanity in a monument literally monumentally uh beneficial way for all humankind and it's it's just it flummoxes me to think <clears throat> think that anybody could look at where we are as a society today with the prosperity we have with the uh uh just general position that everybody holds even the lowest member of any society compared that now to the lowest member of any society 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 500 years ago. It is no comparison. Like, the 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 bottom 1% of the world's population lives better than the, the, what, probably the 70th percentile of 500 years ago. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. And all that's predicated on systems that we have that help leverage a human's fundamental, I think, and uh, natural. And when I say natural, I mean it comes from birth with with a human. This is part of the human to you know do whatever is going to benefit them. Um, I mean, look at how many systems we've put in place that have put in severe restrictions on the negative aspects of what that could lead to from human behavior. There's so many ways that we as humans just completely control some of the darker aspects of the human psyche and the human desire just automatically just so so much so that there's people who think that we can control everything of, of it and 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 completely make that servile and subservient and that's just it's not possible it's not possible because if you do that and then then what you're doing is you're creating a new kind of slave you're creating a new kind of slave to some other superior system that is this system of altruism or whatever it is and I, I know I took a big jump philosophically from where we started to there but I mean that's the path that's where the path leads. Sure. It's not like, oh, slippery slope. It's not that at all. It's not a slippery slope. It's flat. It's flat, direct, and, and broad path straight to it, you know? <laughs> well, it, it's it's the, you know, you, you mentioned about the, the, the sense of trying to be uh, altruistic is, is in referring to yourself that way is, is a bit conceited or egocentric or, uh, you know, a little, a little haughty uh, um, and pretty audacious statement. Um and to f- combat that, I think, I think, again, this is, I think, connected with what you were saying. People to, con- to, to combat that, what they do is they convince themselves that what they're thinking and believing, and their, to your point, your, their perception. So, so what they're getting is they're getting affirmation yes. right, out, of, out of their self-assessment and, and their they're, they're allowing other people self-awareness. To do that. They're allowing other Correct. people to do that. That's the thing is they're being manipulated and they're allowing them manipulation right. because it feels good. Right. Exactly right. Again, that goes back to, uh, you know, why people do anything. They, they do it because they get something out of it. And if they mm-hmm. didn't, then they would, they would push, resist, not do it or whatever. You know, sure. not to say they wouldn't comply if they were forcibly made to do something that's different we're not talking about talking about people doing things of their own free will and volition well it's, you know, it's that, that they get something out of it and all of this reduces to 
and and th- this is really fast forwarding to a lot of the end state of my philosophy. We all have ultimate power. Every single human being has ultimate power. Do you know what that ultimate power is? What? Choice? Close. The ability to say no. Yeah. If you if you stand in your power completely to say no in the face of anything you don't want, no one can take that from you. They can take your life from you, but they can't take that from you. That is real ultimate human power. And the thing is that people are so afraid to do that that they will capitulate to and put themselves in a subservient place to anything that will protect them from having to stand in that power because they're afraid of that power. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous because why why would you be afraid of such a thing? I know why because I mean I and coming to understanding of that myself, I had to face the demon so to speak of being having that same fear, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where uh, I, I think that very few humans, you know, on a percentage basis, you know, have um, ever come to the point in their life where they're really able to fully stand in that power. And I, I and because of that, the ones who are able to and have purposes that are. Um, <laughs> not altruistic, but not just not altruistic, but are, you know, uh, slanted toward things like evil and, and, and destruction, etc. They are able to manipulate in a way that's much more effective than if you had an entire population of humans who were unafraid to stand in that power. So, you know, there, I think there's a simple there's a simple explanation for why people are afraid to exercise that ultimate power. They're afraid it's of death. Fear. No, I don't think that's it at all. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that some people would speak to that. I think it's something worse than that. It's the fear of being alone. Okay, sure. Of being the only. Yeah, because you have to continue to experience yeah. that. You can't. You can't. It yeah. doesn't just end with like death. Because because think about think about that. That's the that's the antithesis or the opposite of standing with a group. Sure. Because because you have the strength and the power and the the collegiality or whatever of the group, yeah. But if you exercise that ultimate power, you might be alone, right? And and your perception is just you would be alone. Otherwise, you would pe- people wouldn't be as inclined to say no, right? Because that's why you know mob rule, right? You know that's Correct. why people get together and they 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 have group think and mob think, and then they you know exist and create their echo chambers and things like that. And, and I think that's the simple reason. I think it's the, and, and again, that goes back to why do they do something or the counter that is why do they not do something It's right. because they get something out of it. Yeah. And that, and I think your, your uh, clarification uh, of, of, of my introduction a while ago that it's not always the reality of what occur they get out of it. It's what they perceive they're going to get out of it sometimes, or they perceive yeah. what, what they won't, what won't happen to them if is the case may be. And uh, I think that's, that's a, uh, I think that thread weaves uh, clearly and uh, absolutely through just about any aspect of life, mm-hmm. right? And I think once your your clarification of of either re- real results or perception of the result. I mean, I had a little funny uh, story that crossed my mind when you were describing that. You know, uh, men are notorious for not wanting to take directions when they're driving. 
And part of the reason that they just because they want to be the 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 big you know, uh, and I know I know where I'm going. I know how to get there. And then they go, we'll go up here and we'll take a ride up here. And, and why did they make that choice? Why, why would why would we or a man or anyone make that choice? Because they they perceived that they were going to be right, and they would pursue that. And, and they could be going 180 degrees the wrong direction, sure. but their perception is that they're right. And that's why people tend to get you know, more lost, or men tend to get more lost. They're typically, uh, at least stereotypically, uh, reluctant to ask for, for directions. And, and yes, I have been guilty uh, of both of, of that scenario and of taking the right, saying, we'll get well, there. We'll get there. I think that's mostly <laughs> fading into obscurity as an example, too, as time goes on with sure. GPS. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, uh, did, it hasn't happened many times in the last few years, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but back before uh, Google Maps and GPS and 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 devices, things of that sort. Um, but but back to 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 the, the serious topic because I think this is a, a very fundamental and a very serious topic, and that's the motivation. And then so we can, I, I think we can take that, and 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 I'll I'll say it's a principle because I I, I think it's it's worthy of putting there and let someone refute it if if they can. That no one does anything that they don't either get something out of it or they believe or perceive they're going to get something out of it, um, or they're going to prevent something from occurring. Either way, there's a result that they're after. Sure. Um, uh, and so we can apply that to, to, to all aspects of life, right? We, we talked, began with charitableness, and, and then we've talked about some examples of, you know, some uh, less charitable and maybe more subversive or, or, or negative or, 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 um, uh, uh, destructive methods or, 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 or objectives. Uh, so, you know, I, I think we can apply that to anything, right? Even, even a baby, right? You think in terms of a baby and, and the elderly, right? The two uh, ends of the spectrum where it's, it's almost instinctual rather than, you know, a, a logical behavior. That people do, the babies do things. When they, they cry when they're hungry, right? And they sleep when they're sleepy, and and they they you know they nurse when when they're hungry, and they have something put in their mouth because those are the things they understand. And an elderly person, um, you know, maybe that is is losing some of their memory capacity and ability. You know, they they tend to gravitate toward the things that are familiar. They tend to search and, and seek the things that they can remember and that they can latch on to and, and, you know, and they tell stories from, from years ago because that's what, that's what makes them uh, familiar. It's the same thing. It's they're, they're still trying to, to, to uh, uh, re- recite and, and remember the, the things that, that made them feel good or that, you know, had good memories and things of that sort. Well, to me, that's uh, also you know, a, another way that the subconscious is playing out in those cases is because they're becoming mm-hmm. almost entirely driven by subconscious. And, and sure. so anything triggers the subconscious, they immediately do it. They don't have the filter on top of it. And so that's why you see the same things kind of happening over and over again with those types of individuals. Right. But, but those those in between those two ends of the spectrum uh, is is where there's this this struggle going on. Uh, I would say, um, uh, trying to, uh, in, in my estimation, trying to to find a consistency. Uh, I think right because that that's the uh, um, the 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 struggle that I think uh, that that uh, I believe that I deal with is at what point. Am, am I doing things more selfishly than I am for a, a, a better uh, purpose, yeah. right? whatever that may be? 
And, and and there's nothing wrong with selfish, you know, to to a point, right? Because that's that's what creates and, and boiling it all down. To me, that's what creates our our desire to live and, and survival drives our survival mechanism. Right? Yeah, is is that selfish nature? It's when it gets out of hand. I think is when it and, and typically when people say selfish, that's it's they're referring to when it is either out of hand or you know about to get out of hand. That that that. Uh, reaction or that emotion or that, that behavior or it's going to have some sort of potential negative impact to another yeah right to another right because typically selfish behavior that drives themselves and the individual down is not nearly as as concerning to, to others unless it's a you know close member of the family or friend right. or something like that or associate uh, but then again that person is is you know caring for for that person that's that's exhibiting that selfish behavior so um what what uh, what does that make you think about from from the standpoint of of uh, your life, your behavior? Uh, additional to to what you already said about your you, you mentioned about your philosophy. You said the end game. Uh, I mean, I think you meant sort of the totality of your philosophy, not the end game of your philosophy. <laughs> Hopefully, your, your end say, game oh, is, has a longer horizon. Well, uh, sorry. When I say end game, I mean the um, uh. What is it? Uh, reducto ad infinitum. So the the final point, right? right. The the the, uh, the single underlying point of it is that uh, is two. It's really two things. Is that the individual is the only locus of power in this world, like physically in this world. The individual is that only is the only locus of power. That's one part. So that's the ability to say no and to not do things. Um, and then the other side of it is, you know, what is a framework for constructively applying that power? Or maybe maybe I should frame it in the same direction, constructively refraining from asserting that power, right? That's, that's honestly, I think that's a better way to conceptualize it, right? Because you think, think about humans as an ultimately destructive force right we're ultimately this thing that can say no to everything we can deny existence ultimately clearly look at the the uh uh, nuclear bombs right we we have the ability to effectively deny human existence at this point so we have to fashion ourselves in our mind as that way or not fashion conceptualize ourselves in our mind that way and then create a framework that restricts that nature as constructively as possible which sounds um uh maybe uh uh, um what's the word where it's sounds like internal detente well uh, antithetical (laughs) to the the, sure destruction (laughs) well no 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 i don't mean it that way what i mean is that we have to reduce that destructive nature as far as is practical that doesn't um, retard the growth and expansion and you know um, increase in creation that we can make in this this place right because our we're fundamentally destructive so we have to use our destructive ability to chip away at reality to reveal the thing we're trying to reveal because creation is more of a revealing 
uh, function than it is a generative function, right? Because we're just working with what's already here. And um, uh, I think that, <coughs> excuse me, I think that's a really uh, good metaphor as well because um, what left me, there's a real big point I, I, that I have around that, that um, the most effective people in creation, success, whatever, um, are the ones who understand that when applying that destructive power to knock down obstacles to people besides themselves, those are the people who, who come across the most success, the most um, increase, the most notoriety, whatever, um, in, in, in a positive sense, right? To me, that is the real definition of altruism is the person who applies as much of that destructive power that we have to not their own gain in, in intention, right? When they mm -hmm. set out to knock the obstacles out from everyone else and to lift other people up and to empower other people. When that's what you set out with your intention to do, um, that is the person who, in my mind, is acting out of altruism. Uh, but when, when we put that into real terms in the world, it means like somebody who makes... Uh, less expensive shoes so kids more kids can have shoes right it means you know somebody who makes less expensive food so more people can eat it's somebody who makes less expensive housing so more people can can live in, in, in you know, with a roof over their head and you look at that and people will be like well that that person is just doing it because they're making the money no the most successful people don't do it because they make the money they do it because they're driven by the intention to solve the problem they're trying to solve and if you don't think that's true you go look at elon musk you don't think that's true you go look at uh uh um, how Steve Jobs uh, ran his company. Now, maybe his tactics were uh, distasteful. I'm not going, or any of these guys' dist right. tactics are distasteful. I'm not arguing that point. My point is the most successful people are the people who set themselves up with the intention to knock barriers out of the way, to lift people up, and to build people up. You, mm -hmm. you cannot find a counterexample, and if you can, then it's done by a non creative means. It's done by a destructive means, right? And, and, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox by saying this, but you look at like career politicians. What have they created? Nothing. They have destroyed things and they have, you know, gotten their gains off that destruction. So their intention is not set on, on creation, helping, knocking barriers out of the way. Their intention, whether they know it or not, and, and I think some do, I think a lot don't, it's subconscious that they're trying to destroy things. Right. And, and I think. I think what, one of the things, and, I, and I'll, I'll deviate down path for just a moment and I'll pull myself back. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we're seeing in the world today is um, more and more examples of, of people not channeling that destructive power uh, in, in ways that help build other people up, as you, as you so, so uh, wisely and, and succinctly worded it. Uh, they're, they're, they're allowing the selfish nature to have the upper hand, right? And 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 I think that's that's a or uh, that's a I'm real sorry. simplistic way to look at it, but I think it's real clear. I'm really sorry to interrupt you, but uh, or they're seeding their will to another idea, group, 
person mentality and that thing is driving them not the selfishness per se this other thing is driving them they are acting as an avatar for that thing but yes agreed that's that's the reality of what's happening but the perception of the person is is they are they are becoming part of a of of a greater thing in their perception right and so that that selfishness causes them to to do that because if they weren't getting something i i I contend they wouldn't even allow themselves to be the avatar right so they they think yes yes, i'm part of a greater good or whatever this is absolutely Uh, perception of of that yeah so i I i think the the uh, the the principle that we've been talking about uh, does apply. I, you know, and, and I've I've spent a lot of time in conversations and in, in thought process about this because you know the first time I thought about this, it was it was almost a little insulting, you know, to to myself and to other people to be thinking this. You don't do anything unless you get something out of it. But uh, but when you look at it in the complex thing that is the human psyche. It makes great sense, right? I mean, we, we breathe in and out because we get something out of it. We get mm-hmm. the oxygen, right? We get life. And we eat because, yeah, the, the food tastes good, or at least we hope that it does, or most of the time it does, or sometime it does, whatever the case may be. But and it's enjoyable, but that's not, I mean, that's, that's, that's added on. We, we eat for sustenance. Right for survival, and people overeat, and and because they allow the selfish part to get a hold of them, and 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 and, and they pay for it. Right to your point earlier about some other things, exactly. the, the the short term it, you get something out of it, the long term one pays a price for 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 allowing things to get out of balance. And I think in society we're witnessing things that are, are have have woefully gotten out of balance, and in, in that in that balance and that dynamic of selfish versus altruistic so uh, i think uh the the statement of uh the the myth of altruism um uh, maybe we should recast that instead of being a myth of uh altruism uh, a clearer definition of altruism sure um and, and i think i think it's when the balance of the the goodness that other people get with the 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 results or the 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 outcome that the the actor gets when those are in the right balance to your point when there's a greater result for those around than for the individual then then that's that's the out where altruism is is clearest is, is that a fair statement to i think so to um I, yeah i think that that's a a, a good characterization of of the intended meaning of the word um and i'm going to take this opportunity to to change our perspective on on this conversation a little bit this is why language is important the most important thing in the words that we use are the most important thing because this is an instance in my mind and of course this is my perspective i'm not trying to again claim that this is truth um I, i i this is what i have seen and what i've observed is that this is an instance of the word being without God. And so in the Bible, it says in the beginning, there was the word and word was with God. What that means is that we understanding was at 100%, you know, aligned action was at 100%. That means everything's firing on all cylinders, going in the right way, heading toward the goal. That is the word with God. This is uh, the, altruism is a word that has been um, 
misapplied and has been uh, bandied about uh, uh, um, uncarefully. Uh, and it has been really, in my mind, bastardized to the point where it's the word without God. So it, it, it is not functional. It's a non-functional word. That's why we've had to spend, what, 30 minutes here talking about what it means. So right. I, I, I'm... This is probably a really radical view, but I, I fully believe this. I think that any such terms that have become so disjointed and disjunct from God, we need to jettison those words and don't use them anymore. And then anytime that anybody tries to use those words, you stop them and you tell them to clarify or you ask them to clarify. That's the only way you're going to get to truth of the matter because the, the, the reality is often people don't even know the meanings of the words that they use. They've heard them in a certain sure. context and they deduce what they think they mean. And then they, they, they get into this habitual pattern of using them over and over and over and they create their own context around it. And so they mean their context when they use the word versus what the word really means. So this is one of those words I tr- truly believe that if anybody is saying because altruism or is altruistic or you know we need to hold altruism as a guiding principle you need to stop them and say what does altruism mean right and it's going to sound stupid to ask that question and you you really you really want to do it that way because if you cast it as what do you mean by altruism they're going to fluff it off fluff it off and be like oh, what are you talking about you know what altruism means it's like, like no what does the word altruism mean you have to act ignorant because you are ignorant in that context and people don't realize the importance with feeling brave enough and courageous enough to act ignorant in those kinds of situations because only when you are brave enough and courageous enough to act ignorant in those kinds of situations will you ever be able to be a beacon to shine the light of truth on things and you're not you're not the light you're just shining the light right right so so what you're claiming or calling for is exercising basically the ultimate power in those scenarios in some respects right it's basically saying sure ultimate power of power, well right? it's not and, consenting and, is what you're and, doing yeah yes yeah that's what i mean yeah and right. and in in that in that uh, uh unspecific and, and potentially uh incorrect uh uh message and situation context but you're doing it in a non-combative non-escalatory way that's super important right because if you try it in to to be like uh, like what do you mean by that you know or or um i don't think that that's the that's a principle that we should go you know and when you go that way about it you're just going to create conflict you don't want to create conflict you want to bring true understanding and you want to bring understanding in the people who don't even know they have misunderstanding and you can't tell somebody you've got a misunderstanding they'll never be open to that you've got to show them and guide them down you have to use the light of truth to guide them down the path toward that understanding they have to arrive at that understanding or they'll never integrate it great um i think this is a good place to 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 wrap up for for today uh i I like where this path took us today Uh, i think the 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 principle of of correct communication and in essence the ultimate power exercising the ultimate power in appropriate situations and, and in appropriate methods uh, is, is pretty resounding, um, as well as uh, decomposing the, the, the word altruism and the myth of it. Because uh, I think, uh, despite uh, my, my uh, classification, I think you actually went back and, and, and uh, I think proved the, the, the myth of altruism in, in, a, in a true sense. So uh, I, I like that wrap up. 
one last thing that I'll say about this, and this is just kind of a cheeky last point. Um, people always say that the magic word is always remember the magic word. It's thank you or thanks. Mm-hmm. The magic word's not thank you or thanks. The magic word is no. Always remember right. the magic word. No. The magic word is no. All right. Good one to end on. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. It's my pleasure as always. So same here. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Have a great day. All right. You too. See ya. Bye.